1: I could stay here forever. Carvana, where car buying meets comfort meets convenience. Download the app or visit Carvana.com today.
0: Hello. Welcome. Why, let's chat. Is hard. You want to talk? I know. That's disappointing. Sit back.
1: Let's work this How's out. How's going? What are we doing here? Where are you going? If you think about it, let's think this about it. Strange, I have some thoughts about that. Life is
0: hard, trauma bonded. I think this is a thing kids say like, uh, in bad relationships, they are crumbed or they're following a tr- crumb trail. <laughs> Crumming, <Crumbing. laughs> there's some kind of saying, I don't know what it is. I've been crumbed. But you know what I mean, crumbing. <laughs> Accepting crumbs rather than loaf. Right. Because that's what you think you
1: deserve. Or...
0: Yeah. Uh, it just occurred to me, like, it kind of adds a little metaphor of religion in there. Like, thinking about all how we all have to share Jesus' body. We don't get our own loaf. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know what's going on. I'm off the rails. <laughs> that's good.
1: I'm sorry. I just started thinking about Jesus's body as a bunch of like bread loaves. It's hilarious. Sorry. I don't want any of those butt crumbs. That's for sure.
0: T's addicted to communion wafers, and we talked about this on the show. Yeah.
1: Oh my God. T <laughs> Tom. Well, now, so I was raised Catholic. I had communion. And, you know, you're not supposed to eat, like, an hour before, so I was always kind of hungry. And so you'd get that crumb, and I loved it, the taste of it. And recently, I found that you can just buy community wafers like a bag of chips.
0: Where are you buying them? Do you have to go to a special, like, Catholic Supplies R Us? Like, buy your, buy your Jesus wafers in bulk. Or what is it?
1: Just on Amazon, I just bought two two bags. It's so good. It's it's that it's that plain, really plain flavor, of nothingness. That's like, but it's got a nice crunch mm. to it. I don't know. I'm trying to stop actually, because <laughs> I'm starting to get a bit crazy. like I I crave
0: it. Would it be extra blasphemous if they had started making them in like garlic and rosemary? Welcome to Trauma Bonded. I'm Ellie Westberg here with Therese Garcia. Hello. And today we're discussing, this is actually happening, episode 307, What If You Fell Hard for the Scam? And this is a working title. I don't know if it changed. Brief synopsis. Donna was left by her parents in Jamaica when she was only just a baby. She grew up poor, raised by her grandparents and longing for her parents to return Part of her experience includes the practice of obia, voodoo, which was used to save her life when her childhood friend falsely accused her of violence. She was betrayed by that friend, but seemingly saved by this occult act. She finally moved to the U.S. when she was 14, but her mother had gone from cold to ice cold and was solely moved by religion. Donna was bullied relentlessly in school and oppressed by this church, but found release and freedom in singing and acting. Over her life, she faces three devastating romantic relationships with men who use, manipulate, and lie. But all the while, she keeps pushing herself in education and inter- in her career, and she soars despite these weak men trying to siphon all they can from her. It is her last relationship where she finally fights back and attempts some justice for herself. She now coaches women on how to escape victimhood. She takes care of herself first. She is enough. She has always been enough. And full disclosure, I am the showrunner for This Is Actually Happening. And T knows nothing about anything. She comes in fresh. And this show, Trauma Bonded, is for the listeners, a space where we can talk about each episode, digest it, and reflect on it with empathy and also a bit of levity. That's trauma-bonded. T, what stuck out to you is the heart of Donna's story.
1: Before I jump into that, I just wanted to say I thought your synopsis was beautiful, particularly the end. Oh, thank
0: you. If anyone works for a company where they could use a
1: synopsizer... I'm a synopsizer. I work cheap. I work hard. I work cheap. Oh, she's cheap, all right. <laughs> as for the heart of the story, I went with one word for this one. Worth. Mm. So, as we know, she learned to know and, and value her own worth, right? There's also um, worth, like, as it is, like, monetary... Right worth uh, uh-huh. and the the idea that she felt like she might need to like buy people or fund in order to keep them, you know, it got me thinking about what is love worth, what is friendship worth, all the way down to her friend Naomi, who betrayed her, yeah or or maybe it was the the, the parent that really did it, but all in order to extort the parents for. Yeah, money is so is is money worth more than friendship or love, and then of course your your worth as a person. Yeah, that's good.
0: Well, unfortunately, so
1: much of our
0: way that we navigate the world is built around money. Mm -hmm. How to get it? How to get more of it? How to use it? Who to give it to? What do we get for it? Uh-huh. It's one of those esca- unescapable things, unfortunately.
1: And then sometimes people parallel it to what their own worth is. Yeah. Oh, completely. Yeah. Status. Uh huh. Keeping up with the neighbors.
0: Uh, looking back on your life and going, did I keep increasing my wealth? You know, as opposed to always having nothing. And now he's having to start over and over again. Money, what does money mean in the term worth? That's also interesting because the dollar isn't worth as much as it used to be. Oh, here we go. <laughs> Not to get political. Um, but money symbolizes, you know, it's a, it's a charity. It's hard to walk a a perfect line where it is relationships are based on pure love or camaraderie or companionship and there isn't an element of money involved and I suppose even thinking about being a provider which has traditionally been a man's point of view if they provide then they have worth as a spouse or a parent yeah, yeah. And but she looks at it as you know she's always gonna she's grown up poor she has a, a Tenable relationship with money, but she's extremely smart and willful, and so she's always going to keep pursuing education and career opportunities. Like that's inherent in her, obviously, wow. and it comes to her not easily. She works very hard for it, but she it seems she seems to be a goal oriented person that gets what she wants. She's quite capable, and it seems that she what she goes through times when. That in and of itself is what she thinks makes her worthy to be a partner, that she has something to give the house, a car, a nice meal out, yeah. but she's so much more than that. Um, My hearts, I have a few hearts, and a couple are things that she said that just, I thought, oh, perfect, perfect encapsulation of ideas. Um, Talking about accepting crumbs rather than the loaf. Yeah, uh-huh. Another one um is this idea of being trapped by empathy. She clearly is an empathetic person and she keeps like because of her empathy when she when these guys tell her their stories of why they have done the things they've done instead of her going okay bye like she is she's understanding and She accepts them and and gives them more chances. And to me, this is like a trap of empathy. And anytime that you kind of are putting yourself out to accommodate someone else's need, I think that you might be running into an empathy trap.
1: Yeah, but I mean, if you see on a background check that somebody 30 years ago spent time in prison for something... You see it on paper, yeah. there's a story behind it. yeah and it makes sense to me like when she was because I had no idea where the story was even going, because I didn't know the title as I never do. but to me, it made sense. He was like, people just you know throw me away like garbage when they hear that. It was 30 years ago, they were poor. yeah, you know, he was trying to feed his family if you didn't know that he was a scammer scamming you, yeah. telling you this to get 100000 hundred thousand, three hundred thousand $300,000 or whatever, it makes perfect sense. And he did his time, right? Yeah. Legally, he's a free man. What would you do if you had a poor family and you had an opportunity to do it and you thought you'd get some money to do that, you know? I know, it's- you know, Maybe he tried to get a job. We don't know, right? But first thing, I probably wouldn't rob a bank. Right. But who
0: knows? Yeah. But do you think that an empathy trap is a real thing?
1: Well, I think this was an empathy trap.
0: But are you saying you can't know until you get past it and look back and see it? Are you saying that no, she could have never known? Like, of course, she's going to accept his story as it is and she's going to have the same fate. Like there wasn't like a Fork in the road, where she's like, "Okay, I'm gonna, I'm gonna stay with this guy because I believe what he's saying." Versus, well, no matter what he's saying, I'm not, I'm not falling for it. I'm out. Because looking back on it now, it's clear that it was all manipulation. Yeah, he was taking advantage of her being an empathetic person and saying all the right things. Oh yeah, basically saying everyone discards me like a piece of garbage. Are you? Yeah. Going to all discard me like a piece but of you're different, garbage. right? Right. Yeah. In the moment, could she have seen it for what it was? Or is it only in retrospect that we get
1: that kind of revision? Think about it. That's a toughie. That's a toughie there. Yeah, we'll talk about it again. Think about it. Let's think about
0: it. And then my other heart was the big one was for me that she pointed out a couple times is she said, you know, kids are seen and not heard or or you they speak when spoken to, but they but they answer when called. Hmm. She's the type of person that answers when called. Ah. Oh. Okay. Yeah. And that's a good thing. Yes. And that's how she was raised. I mean, she she really was exactly who she was raised to be. But let let's get into
1: the stuff. Okay, let's get into it.
0: So she she says that she was abandoned basically as a baby, and to me, she doesn't say it explicitly, but this rings true of what happens to a lot of people in poor countries around the world as parents leave their children with other family to go pursue economic opportunity elsewhere. And it's not because they don't they're abandoning their children or they don't love their children. It's because they absolutely do love their children, and they're sacrificing their togetherness so that they can have more economic stability and i assume that that's sort of what has happened here even though she doesn't explicitly said it say it but as a kid she doesn't know that she just knows that she desires to know her parents and they've gone they're gone away and and it—it's the only thing, like it's the only thing that she cares about. She wants, she just wants to be close to her parents, and she's re- reconciling in herself. You know, she says it herself: if your mother doesn't love you, then no one can. And and then it's only like made, I think, more. It only is that idea is only strengthened in her because when her mom does come to visit instead of it being like warm and cuddly and I missed you and I, and I can't wait to see you again. It's very cold. It feels almost just like pragmatic, like the mother is trying to keep her, keep them both from suffering. Right. So she just, she realizes she's left to do a job to send money back. She comes with shoes and t-shirts and, you know, it's like, it's a mother's pragmatist way. It's a mother's practical way and there isn't cuddling and there isn't, I'm gonna miss you and I love you because she perceives that that's only gonna make it worse on them. Yeah, If we're giving the the mother like the real benefit of the doubt. Yeah.
1: Well, for someone who has to leave their children for many, many months, years at a time to provide for them, I would imagine it would be really sad but in order to function and work and be able to do that for your children, you have to distance yourself, not only physically, but yeah. emotionally as well. Steal yourself.
0: Steal and, and steal them. So she, long. She's not giving any false illusions yeah. to her daughter about the way the world works.
1: Yeah. She's probably not like a Wall Street managing director. Right. <laughs> you know, so can also be some resentment. I I don't know what it might be, but you have to distance yourself to survive.
0: I mean, no matter what, Donna is never going to be able to have perspective on that. You know, she is a kid. she's, She's feeling the natural feelings that a kid feels. Oh, yeah. She just wants to be loved. She she wants to be hugged she She sees how other families have their parents at home why aren't her parents at home they exist they just live elsewhere like there's all of these things that no and no one's going to explain it to her she's just a kid you know and in and so she just keeps abiding by this i'm not going to speak until i'm spoken to and i'll I'll answer when i'm called and i don't get to ask questions
1: explain it because she's so sad You know? Yeah, but kids don't get explained this stuff
0: back then. Just is. I know. I know. And it's so sad. And of course, she feels so so isolated and so alone. And she has a sibling, but she's not even, her sibling's not in in the same town. Like, who do you talk to? Who do you feel close with? Who do you have these discussions with to make you understand? Yeah. There is no hope for her. All of this stuff is internalized, and it's it's there to stay, and it's gonna come with her now, and inform so many years of her life. Let's talk about Naomi. Yeah, her friend Naomi gets hit by a car, is in a coma. And this is really devastating to Donna because this is a dear friend of hers. And when her dear friend finally comes to, it's not, oh, I missed you. It's, oh, you did this to me. And, you know, it's revealed that Naomi's grandma put her up to basically saying these lies so that they could try to get money from her parents who are abroad. And so she's feeling... You know, and what she comes away with this is this betrayal, this huge feeling of betrayal from a person that she truly loved. Maybe her first relationship out of her home that she truly loved and trusted, uh, and now she's betrayed.
1: But the friend did fess up. Well, when, when hell was put on the table. Well, you know, she's getting pressure from her family to say a certain thing. I mean, but I doubt that their relationship
0: was ever recovered. It doesn't seem it was. I mean, what do you think Donna's takeaway is from this chicken blood ritual? Oh my God. Do you think that it instilled in her the idea that that ritual or religion
1: or whatever it is, like, works? I was gonna say that didn't work. That one worked. Well, I mean, she didn't die in Seven Sunsets, yeah. so, but she did have friends betray her. Yeah, but she's still
0: alive. I mean, I think she walks away from that experience going, religion works, and people can't be trusted. I'm alone. I'm alone. It's me and God, and, and it's me and religion, and that's it. No?
1: Well, it doesn't seem that she, you know, when later when she, you know, you know, has to be in the church with her mom. She doesn't seem to be that into no, it. Oh, I know. But you think, like, right after it happened, like, the ritual happened, do you think that's was her takeaway?
0: I think these seeds are planted. We might be able to shake them off eventually, but I do think these seeds are planted. Even if she didn't fully, like, go for it, there's a moment where she mentions... You know, when she gets married to the meter man and she's walking down the aisle, no one the the dipshit has kicked her and slapped her and terrorized her yeah, and she's scared right. of him. And she says, though, but as far as religion goes, it's the righteous thing to do. Like, so even if she's not living in a day to day, like I am religious, like, let me read my rosary. This is the this is what religious trauma does to people. It's these little things that. We are exposed to you as kids, and we don't know how it's going to show up in us later. And you have to actually make the effort to root it out
1: yeah. to get away from it. Otherwise, it will always influence everything that you do, I believe. Well, yeah, that's why I'm still eating those wafers, right? Is that you trying to get the Eucharist? A- anything will help, right? So
0: she, at 14, she moves to Mar- America. And now her mom is ice cold. It sounds like "Ah, there was never any hopes of being close to her. And, of course, she's, like, way down deep in religion. And the religion that she describes, I would guess, would probably be, like, Pentecostalism, maybe
1: apostolic. Sounds awful. Terrible. No TV? No pants? Can't wear pants. Can't wear pants. Okay. No secular music. What, I can't I can't listen to Paul Abdul? What was the first secular, secular album you ever bought? You mean the first album <laughs> I bought? <laughs> you weren't forced
0: into Christian music as a kid? Well, we were Catholic. So just hymns?
1: Yeah, like we listened to that, but I, like if I- We didn't
0: get Christian music artists.
1: No, no, we didn't do that. <laughs> yeah, I think my first album or single maybe was Whitney Houston. Paul Abdul came, you know, soon after. Janet Jackson. Like, my first secular album I ever bought was Bobby Brown, Dance You Know It.
0: Yes. It was a cassette tape. Mm -hmm. And I hid it in my underwear drawer. Can we talk a minute about Janet Jackson? Yeah. Um, And I know we've talked about her before on the show. Huge fan. Huge. We're both huge fans of Janet.
1: Thanks for listening, Janet. (sighs)
0: dreams um this is the year that it's happening it's the 20th anniversary of when her career started going the shitter because Justin Timberlake ripped her shirt off and never stood up for her basically threw her under the bus and that fascist at the top of CBS chain Les Moonves came after her basically like threw her under the bus as well and Justin Timberlake recently came out saying that he's not sorry about anything and he's I guess he's pissed because
1: Britney's fans anything in general or anything about Janet Jackson. yeah he's not oh, he's not sorry anything? about
0: anything that had to do with Britney oh. Wow, well, no. nothing nothing he's such a dick let's not talk about it you don't like Justin Timberlake do I've had this fight with Nate and Witt. like Ooh, Justin Timberlake he's such a douche like, everything about him is disingenuous. He's gross. <laughs> <laughs> anyway, she's got the lead in the church play, which I can only assume was something akin to, like, the passion play. Well, the passion play. Yeah. And she's weeping. She leads the stage. She's weeping. She's weeping for so many things, not just, you know, the feet of Jesus. And... She gets her first male hug. Uh-huh. That's a big deal. Yeah. It's huge. And, of course, she's in this, like, backward-ass religion where you can't date. You can only marry. And you have to ask the pastor if it's okay if he can talk to God for you and find out if it's okay for you to marry. Goes goes to God. Can I just say that, you like, religion is such a joke, you guys. <laughs> like... <laughs> It's so obviously a system set up by a patriarchy and, and it gives you no value as a woman and, and they are not special. A priest isn't special. A pastor isn't special. None of these people are. They're just regular people. I like the power. If you, talk, if you read the Bible, it says Jesus is the one that ministers to God for you. Any of us can go to Jesus. We don't need a man outside of Jesus to do it I could just I could set something on fire thinking about how many of my life's decisions were given over to a pastor who claimed that they had direct communication with God it's it's a special kind of sick sin that I think should be punished for all eternity and I'm not saying exactly that I want them to burn in hell but
1: I want them to at least have some regret but when you say that they believe what they're saying or do you think they're just the big scam artists in the world i don't even know anymore it's confusing i i like
0: when you talk with one i want to give the people benefit of the doubt and saying they must think they're doing good but then you just see everything they're doing and it's like so obviously not good and it's like you're the ultimate scam artist yeah and I mean no disrespect to my brother-in-law, <laughs> my sister, my Katie Capel.
1: Thanks, Katie, for those Instagram.
0: <laughs> Katie makes our Instagram posts. She's a pastor. She's she's a woman. She's got a heart of God. I See, they she, believe it. I, they and they and they do, and they live what they believe. Anyway, it just it just chaps my hide so bad. I just. I just look back and think about how many of my life's decisions I gave over to the hands of some asshole that didn't even know me. I, I just can't get over it. I'm just so mad about it.
1: You didn't laugh at my, my joke during my sermon. Were you not listening? Are you tithing your full ten percent? Is
0: that off the gross or the net? I need to get over it. I think I need to
1: I need to talk to a therapist about this. Yeah. Yeah, I think so too. You're out of
0: it now. It's great. It just took me so long. And now and I just and I see how religion corrupts mankind all over the world for centuries and today and oh my god, let's not even go there. It's the biggest lie ever perpetuated on humanity and convince people they can't think for themselves. It's that brainwashing and then and it's a it's it and we fall for it because we all want to understand our world and we do not have the depth to be able to do it because it is ununderstandable and instead of us just going it's ununderstandable, we're like oh this guy will tell me how to understand it.
1: <laughs> oh, excuse me, I get it. Oh, I get it. I get it. So, uh, were they assuming then that um, they had done something at our mom's house? She gets called in the pastor's office and has
0: basically said to her, how dare you disrespect your mother's house? So I think the mother must have reported they must be doing something in my house. How else would they have like found each other kind of thing? I don't know. And this is the exact sort of situation that causes someone to run away. And that's what she does. She right. She clings to this man who's hugged her for the first time and runs off with him. And by all accounts, he is her savior. She says the first year with him is Wedded bliss. He shows her the world. He gives her music and TV and pants and movies. And then he gets over it. She has a daughter. She gains weight. I mean, what kind of asshole? Well, you gained weight, so. But he's a loser. He loses jobs. He's going out every night. And you know what she's doing? She's still going to school mm-hmm. she's still working she's still training she's still raising her daughter and this is i just want to say for a second she's already a badass yeah yeah she's 19 20 21 years old she thinks she's shit because this loser left her but she's a fucking badass she has the courage to leave his ass uh-huh with $50 and a shit car. And you know what? Women make this shit happen all the time. If you're listening to us and you've ever had, you've ever been courageous or brave or industrious or resourceful or used your relationships to get out of something or you were motivated by the love of your kids and yourself to leave a situation with nothing and you made it work, like, shout out to you. There's so many so many women that have done this for themselves It's so difficult and they get no credit because they don't make a big stink about it because they're just living <laughs> you know they make shit happen for them and theirs and that's beautiful thing yes so she's already a badass he's a loser fuck him so she leaves the hugger she meets meter man and ultimately, she only really calls him
1: because she's really hungry and wants a meal out, is what I took away from it. Oh, wow. Yeah. Oh, gosh. But now she's got her walls up a bit. Not trusting as much. He's been burned. So she she noticed. She's got red flag meters.
0: She notices the toys in the trunk, et cetera. Oh, she lives with his aunt. Oh. And she's going to investigate.
1: I love it. And what does she I find out? I love how she
0: investigates, too.
1: Yeah. Because she's a smart bitch. She is.
0: And it was brilliant what she put together. And she breaks up. She does the right thing. She breaks up with him, despite him calling and calling. And then... Then he tells his story. And she gets sucked back in. And this t- again, this is what I think is the emp- an empathy trap. Because he says he was forced to get married to her. He was, you know, his mom confirms he was going to go to jail if he didn't, which I don't know what that has to do with Jehovah's Witnesses. That makes me think that maybe it was a statutory rape situation, but I don't know this guy. But I don't know. You can't. I don't think Jehovah's Witnesses can send you to prison for knocking someone up.
1: Yeah, I wanted to know. Yeah, I wanted to know that. That was confusing. So she lets him back in.
0: They're together for seven years before she gets married to him. And she's walking down the aisle. And what is she thinking? She's just... She's scared of him. That's a slow walk. I mean, what do you do? Well, she married him. How do you make that walk, though? And you're thinking about it. It's not like she wasn't thinking about it. It's not like she looked back in hindsight was 2020. Like, she knows it. it, she, it was. Pro- it's probably as bright of a memory to her as anything's ever been. She's walking down the aisle and cataloging all the ways that he's failed her and she still marries him.
1: But Ellie, she makes a lot more money than him. He's emasculated, you know. He's a man. So we talked about that. She's a
0: baller and it's her fault that he feels emasculated. Even though it take, he takes full advantage of all her hard work. Oh yeah. That's what the problem in the marriage is that he makes her feel less than.
1: I like the growth, by the way, of the way that she starts, that she leaves. Yeah. There's just that image of that that shitty car she's in. It's just like dying, you know, and she's like, I just need to get the fuck out of here. Yeah. And then now she's really stepped it up. House on the market, divorce attorney, changed it, called Verizon. <laughs> they loved it. She got it Damn. all set up.
0: She yeah. thought it through. She knew this weak, yeah, snowflake, fragile man that could not handle the cold truths about himself or her. He she knew oh, yeah. that if she just left him and let the chaos happen, that she'd probably be dead or he'd burn her house down. She knows exactly how to mi- like oh, to yeah. manage him, like to keep him calm. And it's it and it is to keep him calm. Because she doesn't want the confrontation and the chaos. But I think it also is to assuage her own guilt. I'm sure she does feel guilt about divorcing a man, even though he deserves it. You know, I did the same thing when I title. left my husband. He deserved to be left. But I let him have all of the furniture. I let him have the TV. I let him have the, you know, camera, the, all the things that I paid for. And it was, I said aloud, it was because all I cared about was me and I just wanted to be free and I didn't care about any of this stuff. But I didn't, I, one, I really, truly loved him, so I didn't want him to have nothing. But two, it was to assuage, it was like me paying penance for, for leaving my
1: marriage. I love that she made a fake offer letter too. Oh no, she's. That's amazing.
0: So cool. She played that perfectly. And she even says she knows him, right? Well, baby, I'm got. I'm going to sure. LA, oh, and he's like, "I want to come." And she's like, "Come yeah, on!
1: I know you're asking. Never yeah. get on a
0: plane. <laughs> Let's come do on. this
1: now." Oh, okay. Whoa! All right, okay. yeah.
0: When oh, you feel ready, just mm, yeah. Chef's kiss. Brilliant. I love that. And he, and she probably feels like super. Just accomplished in her own right. And this sets on her eight years of her just being like the best that she can be, just being with herself, working on herself, to, you know, enjoying the fruits mm-hmm. of her labor, running, cabaret, her beautiful apartment, her massages, knowing her daughter's marathons. thriving. She's so cool. She's so cool. She's living her best life. But guess what? The world's big fat couple, and she's not in one. And she feels like the odd guy out. She's lonely.
1: She wants her well, person. She's always wanted that with connection with someone. I know. Yeah. So
0: she's gonna give it one more go.
1: Javier de Leon. Javier de Leon. I love that she never like says his name again, but she's like, we'll call him Javier she he's a chauffeur i don't care if it is to the stars he's still a chauffeur yeah
0: do you see how she like still doesn't see what a badass she is i mean i think she's thinking well i've got mine like i don't care what he makes but you would think that she'd want to be with someone like in a balanced sort of way yeah
1: right there must be dating services she could have tapped into that are more... Like millionaire matchmaker kind of thing. Yeah, you know.
0: But maybe he says that it's his own company, like, you know, it's his own show for business. You know, she's a fucking managing director, which is the highest thing you can get on Wall Street. And she has enough knowledge and experience to know she should have a background check. And ironically, she has the background check, but she doesn't do anything with it.
1: Well, right?
0: Why have the why have the background check? Well, just
1: to see. And again, 30 years ago, there's a story. Yep. 30
0: years ago, he robbed a bank. She confronts him, and what does he say? He lies. And honestly, that could have been the thi- that should have been the thing that she hung out on, not that he that he he robbed a bank 30 years ago and he's got uh-huh. a story. It's that he lied. And as soon as he saw that he couldn't get away with the lie, that's when he started his like manipulation wheels spinning. Right. Yeah. He threw the innocence project in there. Oh, what? there's so many men sitting in prison who are innocent. Like he threw And she was like, no, I'm not buying it. And he was like, okay, well actually yeah, no. we're really poor. Again, setting another empathy trap for her poor hungry he knows her history he knows that she knows what that is like to feel it and and the lying but what about the lying javier de leon what
1: about the lying the lying javier de lying
0: would you discard me like garbage are you the type will you discard me like garbage yes and all of us wanna go, no, we're not the type. But yes. And she lists all of their stuff they have together. She knows his family. He has a tattoo of her. He, he she sees him being a good dad. She's he's practically living with her. And if to our listeners, if this is you and you know you need to leave a situation, but you've got all this shit you can list that keeps you tied to him, look up the sunken ca- cost fallacy. Sunken cost fallacy. Oh. It's a great fucking thing to get you out of relationships. Look it up. Get out of there. Just because you guys are on the same phone plan doesn't mean you have to stay with them. Tattoo, though. Gosh. Who cares? Get a new one. So she has this... Her her boyfriend brings her this investment opportunity, investment property opportunity in Connecticut. In her. And he says, hey, it makes sense to pay the contractor in cash get lower rates, right? This trap It's cheaper. Yeah. Yeah. And yeah, spoiler alert, he's to just take he's just pocketing this money. He's not he's not using this money to renovate this home, but he really sells it to her that he is. He goes on and on about the
1: garden that he had built. He goes on and on about and that the hot tub. With the way that she used to be with her grandmother. He's like emotionally manipulating yeah
0: he goes so far as to fake fights with you know employees on the site on the job site you know relaying back to her every night all the the
1: adventures of rehabbing this property imagine having to take one 10-minute call a day and making like a hundred thousand bucks in three months. More
0: than that, didn't she give him like one hundred and seventy-seven thousand? Isn't that what she said? And then there was like
1: a yeah. Mm-hmm.
0: And and she's like, "Can I see pictures? I want to see pictures." And he's like, "No, no, no! It's so beautiful. It's too beautiful for a picture." You have to see it when it's fully done. Just I'm a no photographer, you know. I'm going to ruin it. It just won't be as good. I want to see your That's face. It's always good. You got to come. And then he starts with a, oh, my mom's not feeling very well, right? And then it turns into the funeral is in a bad neighborhood, and she's like, oh, I don't, I don't do bad she neighborhoods. Would've. She would have, but she would have, but he knew, yeah, that was something she couldn't abide. <laughs> And now he's got a sore throat. (laughs) I mean, he's just, he is, it's the equivalent of, like, slowly tiptoeing backwards out of a room and, like, hoping you get out the door and shut it before they catch on to what's going on.
1: But this is hitting over a month. This was over months. It was a month and a half.
0: Well, when he starts, like, ghosting her and, and when it's has like, been well, he's
1: been he's been kind of unavailable for a month and a half, right? Yeah. He doesn't
0: show up to pick her up for
1: from her foot
0: surgery. That's pretty heft. And finally, she says, where's my money? And what's his response, T? What money? She gave me that as a gift. And then doubles down yeah. and even says, and gaslights her. Stop being so selfish when I'm trying to grieve my mother. Uh Uh-huh. So Donna figures out this is a long con, and she's a mark, and he's been putting in the work for months and months and months. She even checks the online dating site. There he is. And he knows that she's been conditioned to not confront him. He thinks... That she he's gonna tiptoe backwards out of the room of her life and she's not gonna come after him. No, sir. But this bitch has been primed for years now. Those first two motherfuckers. Yeah. That first time with that
1: car, no. warm up. That second time. She like beautifully planned the second time. But this third time, let's get some money out of it too, right? She he thinks that she's gonna go away quietly. But she decides
0: to do the opposite, and she said something just clicked. But I think, as I said before, I think she is always this badass, and I think her badass just showed up for herself right when it was supposed to. And I and 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 that badass was there all along, but
1: she didn't know the badass had actually arrived. It's pretty cool. It's very empowering and inspiring. Yeah. I'm glad she's she's sharing her story.
0: Yes, and she goes after him in every which way possible. She contacted every law enforcement group, tax people, credit agencies, anything she could do to figure out what this guy was up to. And she did get the judgment, and, and yay, judgment. But what does that mean? It turns out that there are enforcement companies are out there to help enforce
1: judgments which I didn't know was a thing did you know that there was a thing of course there's a thing I didn't know that but I did want to mention too she got an extra 9% on top of was owed interest which is great so she's
0: she's like what the hell well try this enforcement company because she knows he's never going to see him like willingly give any money up yeah and there's enforcement companies because of course there's like businesses around getting money. That's a business. And they find an account with $21,000. And he had the audacity Uh to ask her if she'd let him keep half. And then he could pay the rest on a weekly pay plan. And was there a part of you, though, that thought she was going to go for... No way. But that was... Like he was, he was like, if she's still the woman, I think she is. I'm gonna ask. Well, I'm she gonna shoot ain't. my shot. And guess what? She ain't. Well, she ain't. And dumbass. If any, I think, I think that she had to say no. The fact that she didn't even consider it, it just shows how much growth she had. I think that's her finally escaping the empathy trap that she kept getting herself into. No, I don't want to say it like that. She wasn't getting herself into it. People were trapping her.
1: That's what I thought. She didn't do anything
0: wrong. Men were trapping her. They were using her history and her good, kind heart against her. And that's not... That's And never let someone make you feel bad if you've done that. Because that's not on you. That's on them. It's good to have empathy for people. It's good to trust people. It's good to help people. These guys are the douchebags. Yes. So... She, I, it does feel like she's finally escaped that trap, and then I think it's really interesting that she goes to
1: Jamaica. Goes back; she hasn't where been it there Why do you think she did that for herself? How amazing is it to see how much you've grown and built a life? Yeah, and seeing your past and how sad you were, and
0: and now, and and now she can uh, like enjoy her her home country as this new woman, as this new empowered woman, as a successful woman, she can kind of see of the beauty for what it is and not the beauty in spite of her longing or her loneliness that she got to really kind of experience it for the first time. I think it's um, a really beautiful... Uh, idea that she would go back to kind of the scene of where it all began to experience
1: it new, yeah her new, her new, and I think she talks about like seeing how she was when she was younger and like like taking care of her, you know, yeah, when she said because she is me, and I am her,
0: yeah that I think that might be our title, yeah. And she's really forced to answer this question. How could she be a woman that stands in front of a boardroom? I know, oh my gosh. That sings hard to sing songs in front of people. Yeah. But she couldn't be uh, enough for herself
1: to to be alone. It's these masks she's talking about too, right? Professionally wearing that mask and being on stage. She said
0: she has to peel back all of these layers and take care of the girl, that little girl, because she is me and I am her. And to be able to look at all of her major relationships and see them as transactional and to know she doesn't want that again. I mean, huge, enormous steps in growth. And I think it's really cool that, um, Oh, I love when she said, he should be ashamed, not her. And she has to forgive him because she can't leave him around in her mind, stinking stinking up, or she can't leave him stinking up her mind. Truth. I love that. And now she coaches women to escape victimhood, which I didn't know was a thing, but sounds awesome. Yeah, but she's prioritizing herself. Yeah. And it took her till she was what, 54. Is that okay? You know, I, I think to anyone, to all of us who are still in it and trying to make relationships work, she's such a good example of, like, keep keep going, keep learning, keep trying, growing. keep opening yourself up. It's weird because when you're a kid, you think, when I get to some magical age, I don't know what it is, you're just going to know everything, you're going to have all your shit correct, didn't you remember thinking oh, that? Oh yeah. Oh yeah. Though so I'll I'll like it's almost not not even so like conscious it's like
1: Oh, well that'll get worked out. Yeah. <laughs> you know. I'm still thinking that. <laughs> <laughs> Some sometime i yeah. figure it all out. I feel like I knew more back then than I know now. No, there's no way. But what I love though, she is in a now a, romantic relationship with a retired police officer. But of course, shout out another background check. Love it. You got to You got to. I love that. And her
0: man, he takes care of his own shit. Yeah. He has his own You're place. He has his own cars. Hugely important. I think she like is such an inspiration. And she's look le- she's led quite quite a dynamic life. And I think to have all those scars is just, it's what makes, that's what makes humanity humanity. It's what makes humans
1: beautiful. And I love her last line. I don't know if I paraphrased, but I'm just fine enough. Just need to believe it. Just need to believe it. Huge. Not easy. Does she have a book or something? Yes,
0: she does. We'll put that in the show notes, y'all. It's something I think about with myself and other girls I know and or women I know and her it's like you can have success in every part of your life you do well at your job you your friends think you're amazing your family thinks you're amazing you your dog thinks you're amazing you have amazing things you have everything's great uh, all you know everything in the universe is big green arrows pointing to how awesome you are, uh-huh. and then you just turn and look at the point of view of one man, and give all of that power away and hand it over to him, and it and you trust him to put all that validation back on you, and number one. He can't do it like those other things can. He's only supposed to be one of those things, not all of those things. But two, if he's even a little bit of a manipulator or a narcissist or a liar or a crook, he's going to see that he has that power and he's never, ever going to give it to you. He's never going to validate you. It breaks my heart that we do that.
1: You don't, but... I know. Yeah, I have for sure. <laughs> I thought you were talking about me for a little while, but then you said the dog thing.
0: And you can be it, even in it and see it for total for totally what it is, and you still do it. But I just want to get the approval of that one loser. Yeah, and then it convinces, you and know. all of your friends are going, "Why?" Why do you want the approval of that one loser? Why? We think you're awesome. Why? This to me is the great mystery of life. I know. Truly. Just hopefully it keeps it keeps becoming less and less with age. I mean, that's the hope. I just hate it that women or men, that anyone has to to go through that and go through th- so many terrible relationships till they figure it out. It's that damn empathy, double edged sword. And I, I think it's it's just self-loathing, self hate. It's not all oh, my friends think I'm awesome, I must be awesome. It's all oh, my friends think I'm awesome, but they're probably wrong because this guy doesn't think I'm awesome, so I can't be awesome. Yeah. It's sicky. That's
1: sad. Hug your daughter T. She went to soccer this morning, kicked ass, and I basically bang- basically like I don't even know I worshipped her to her face for about 30 minutes straight telling her how awesome she is and I love her so much what was her reaction? just love man yeah hugging, loving the asshole will rip all of that away at some point no while you're good we're just up
0: in in a cloud of
1: smoke no but then she got mad about something like after that 30 minutes and started yelling and I'm like well she is she'll be fine she'll be (laughs) she'll be fine
0: thank you for listening this has been an episode of Trauma Bonded you can find our show where podcasts are kept if you like us please rate and review us on Apple or other places don't let the task overwhelm you But Ellie, I hate internetting. That's okay. Just close your eyes, take a deep breath, rate us five stars, and write, I like it, I love it, I want some more of it. And that's it. It just takes seconds. And if you hate the ads, which we are sorry for the ads. I hate the ads, too. T, you probably hate the ads. I do. Just give us five stars and write, I hate the ads. (laughs) But I love them. Yes, that's gold. Thank you to Donna for sharing their story and giving us the opportunity to talk about it. And thanks to the This Is Actually Happening team, including Whit Dine and Andrew Waits and the maker of our music and website, Nathaniel Tremboli, And thanks to the beautiful Kathy Seitz for editing this episode and the amazing pastor Katie Capel for building those last Instagram posts. You can contact us at traumabondedpod at gmail.com and find us on Instagram at traumabondedpod official or visit our website at traumabondedpod.com. We are trauma-bonded to the story, to the storyteller, to the listeners, and to each other. Thanks for spending time with us today. Love you, T. Love you, Ellie. Good job. Hey, thank you. Hey,
1: thank you.